to episode 23 of Super States, Practices of Transformation with me, your host, Joshua Peters. Super States explores the intersection of trans states in all the many ways you can access them with personal or professional growth. In each episode, we talk to world-class experts, industry leaders, and revolutionary thinkers who share the latest information, tools, and their own personal stories to inspire you on your journey. This week, I talk with Mary Lisa Emery. Mary Lisa is a biofield tuner and an intuitive energy medicine practitioner. She uses coherent sound to bring your body into a relaxed state. Ready to learn more? Here we go. Energy, frequency, and healing with Mary Lisa Emery. Welcome to Super States, and I am here today with Mary Lisa Emery. Mary Lisa, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Josh. I am thrilled to be here. Um, albeit a little nervous, but mostly super excited. <laughs> uh, we're excited to have you. Uh, Mary Lisa, just, just to get started, why don't you tell us what it is that you do and how that makes a difference for people? Yeah, so I currently just uh, code myself as an energy medicine practitioner. I use several different modalities right now that help people relax their nervous system um, release old traumas, dramas, and kind of create more syntropy in their body systems as a whole so that people can make more conscious choices for what they want their life to be like. Um, I use Usui, Holy Fire Reiki, biofield tuning, my past skills as a mental health counselor, um, a lot of channeling kind of comes through as well um, because we're both me and the client are in a trans state. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think the way that energy medicine can help people is if we think of people as uh, either radio station or some sort of instrument, we, we need tunings. We need um, vibrations because emotions and thoughts uh, before they release any chemicals in our bodies before all of that happens they're a vibration so if we can use vibrations to talk with the body and mind in their most natural state we can kind of reprogram ourselves um, i have and it's very surprising the way this work kind of works for people um, when someone asks how long does it take or what can I expect it's it's there's really no hard and fast answer but what you definitely can expect is just to feel better feel safer feel happier uh, one of my clients right now she uh, has had a really traumatic past with an abusive father and through working with her for a few months um, her father started to reach out to her mm -hmm. and start to say like, oh, I'm proud of you. And that would have never happened. And so it's just interesting how when we work on ourselves and we take responsibility for ourselves by energetic law, the energy around us has to change as well. I, I appreciate that you shared that. I've seen that happen as well in, you know, in kind of forgiveness processes and yeah. in, in that letting go and, uh, to, the, to your very first point, that calming the nervous system, 
<laughs> that mm-hmm. is such a vital part of helping uh, helping someone make a change in in right. whatever way they're looking for. Uh, it, it's the probably the most important thing to do is to just quiet quiet those that nervous system down a little bit. Yeah, we often get stuck in fight, flight, freeze, right? Yeah. It's this elevated nervous system, and we just call that normal now. And what the tuning forks specifically can do, any sort of coherent sound, singing bowls, vibrations, uh, what have you, they allow the system, they create an influx of nitric oxide, which allows us to downregulate our nervous system. It's really kind of beautiful that science is now able to kind of look into the spiritual side and be like, yes, here is some scientific backing for what's Mm -hmm. happening. So you're absolutely right. All healing kind of occurs in like a relaxed state, a trance state. Yeah. Which a trance state can be relaxed or it can be that high elevated, right? Yeah, that's totally. Kind of high response. Uh, I'm I'm really fascinated by the the tuning forks. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. I've ha- I have a friend who uses them, but I don't yeah. really know. I mean, you, you kind of described a little bit about them, but I'd love <laughs> to learn more about how you use them. Uh, I know there's different frequencies for different mm-hmm. uses. Uh, can you can you educate me a little bit? I would love to. (laughs) It's one of my um, newer modalities that I've added to my work. And I just want to say that it was from Eileen McCusick. She um, really turned me on to this work. She has a few books out there. um, And she, uh, through her, learned biofield tuning, the tuning of the human biofield. So basically, tuning forks. singing bowls, all that kind of stuff, uh, rife frequencies, this stuff, ultrasound. Um, mm. It's been around for a long time. And what it does is it produces a coherent sound, a coherent vibration. And we're trying to get away from coding things as low vibration and high vibration as negative and positive because we need low vibrations sure. to make a symphony. Uh, what we don't want is uh, incoherence, which is disarray, disorder, and entropy. So through, there are several different things at work when you use uh, coherent sound or tuning forks specifically. Um, like we talked about, it releases an influx of nitric oxide, which helps you downregulate and get into that relaxed state so that you can, we can search through your psyche and um, reprogram your subconscious mind, release pain, all that kind of stuff. But also uh, the law of resonance is at work. So through training, obviously anyone can do what I do, but with my training, I can plug into someone's energy, whether it be from a distance, plugging into yours or in person. And I can listen and feel the vibration and say, wow, there's a lot of guilt living in your right hip. Just you know, using, mm. feeling the vibration come through me. But also when we use the tuning fork to release static, if you were kind of, you know, wanted to think of yourself as a radio signal, um, Mm -hmm. all of this, when you're stuck in a fight or flight mode, your body doesn't allow you to process 
um, things that says, no, Marilee says too stressed out. We don't, we don't have time to think we need to move forward. We need to get out of this situation, blah, blah, blah. So your body stores it in your fascia as a chemical imprint. And so there are energetic maps that you can read that say, this is where these emotions live. So when you use a tuning fork to plug into someone's right hip, as we're mentioning, um, because there is a weaker stuck vibration there, um, the weaker vibration through the law of resonance has to match the stronger, more coherent tone. So if you leave it there long enough, they will reflect back and forth until they both match the same coherent tone of the vibrational tuning fork. Okay. So my favorite example is, have you ever seen Ridiculousness or America's Funniest Home Video? Sure. Right. You, you see someone get hurt or you see someone get embarrassed and you feel it. Right? Why, yeah. why are we able to feel that? Well, we have mirror neurons, and the law of resonance says that we are matching something that is cr- stronger than our current vibrational state. Mm. And so that's how the tuning forks work. It it plugs in and it allows it to kind of whew, match it. It's fascinating. So, yeah, it's sound fun. is. I mean, obviously, I'm an audio guy, so sound <laughs> is, is pretty important. Um, uh, so, so you, you, you kind of mentioned that you have a, a mental health background mm-hmm. and you are now in this other type of healing field. Mm-hmm. So that implies that there was some kind of journey that you took to get to where you are. Uh, yeah. Why don't you share with us what your, your journey from where you started to where you are now? Yeah. My, uh, character origin story, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I feel like when I was young, as so many of us who end up or will probably even are listening to this, um, I was highly sensitive in a world that didn't understand how to, um, you know, I didn't understand what it meant to be an empath. So I just felt a lot, picked up a lot of information around me and then thought it was my own. So I grew up with... um, too, too much. Right. Um, so I lacked the coping skills to deal with being a highly sensitive person. Um, and it caused a lot of traumas and dramas in my life. Um, I was fascinated by people, the inner workings of emotions because I felt so, so much of it. So I ended up pursuing my psych degree, my social degree, and then, um, got my master's in counseling with a focus on drug and alcohol kind of rehabilitation. And, you know, I was still struggling with my own stuff, uh, eating disorder, addictions, like all over the board, you know, not fully feeling good within myself. And I was noticing that the people in the system, um, they kept coming back, they kept coming back. And I'm thinking, what's not what's not working? You know, it doesn't feel good. Um, So It wasn't what I expected it to be. I ended up leaving and I heard this woman talk about Reiki in a coffee shop, had no idea what it was, but I'm just going to call it that inner voice was like, you're going to do that. I was like, okay. So I got my certifications and started to understand energy and how to channel energy and to direct energy. Still with that, I needed, I needed something else because as a person that um, you know, a lot of people go through physical traumas. And so I was pretty disassociated from my body. So the next inkling 
was I saw Eileen McCusick um, get interviewed and I she said biofield tuning and listening to the messages of the body. And I said, don't know what that is, definitely gonna get certified. So um, that work brought me fully into, wow, the body is the subconscious mind mm -hmm. and um, it has messages. So when people say like, oh, my left shoulder, I always have pain there. I like wait for an invitation to like talk about it, you know, because I don't want to just assert on people. But if I if they're my client, I'm like, wow, well, you might have a lot of stored sadness there. Like, can we explore that? Because the body, when we ignore it enough, it will shout at us. So bringing all of this kind of psychic energy and filtering it through the body is the safest way that I've found to live in the three-dimensional and access the five-dimensional. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a lot there to, to move <laughs> into that for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I think that there is so much stored in the body. Like that is a... Yeah. a we are so used to being in our head in our mm -hmm. in the Western world anyway that we lose track of how important the physical reality of our body is. So true, yeah. Uh, so what's what would you say has has fundamentally changed about how you work with people since since you started? My gosh, so much. Um, what has changed since I've started working with people? Um, I think my view on energy, like my whole paradigm and understanding on energy and frequency has changed. Um, and the more that I change, the the more different clients I attract to myself. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, when I first started, uh, when I was first practicing, I attracted a lot of people who were still in uh, victim mentality like they did this to me and i'm this way because of this and that is something that needs to be moved through very gently and i realized that i was still telling stories to myself about being a victim and so that's why i was attracting those kinds of clients but realistically the way that i handle energy now is i just i'm i'm like um the riverbank and I allow other people to fill the riverbank with whatever they need to. And I just trust that their energy will react to mine. So the most important thing for me is to hold space, mm. not to direct as much because they're going to have whatever experience is best for them. And that is 100% my trusting truth. Mm. Um, so I'm a lot more gentle these days um, with how I approach clients. I don't ever try to correct people. I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. Like, should we explore that? Um, so just my understanding and my compassion has just, yeah, expanded a lot. Expanded, yeah. The This idea that you, that you just described of, of being the, the, the riverbank, the holding mm -hmm. that boundary, like holding that space for people and letting them have the experience that they need, right? Mm. Not telling them what that is, not <laughs> knowing what they need, but just letting them have what they need. It, just, it, it keeps coming up again and again, both with in the trainings that I'm going to, but also yeah. in the in the people that I'm speaking with on the show here. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's great to hear it reflected back 
and to hear that that is also what other practitioners are are working on it's almost like an affirmation that like yeah like this is this is the direction um and it it realistically it's hard because i innately want to help but help can easily become fix so in my own practice i have to make sure like i'm not a fixer because i can't direct other people's lives or experiences um, and I don't know if you are into astrology or, at all, but I have seven Capricorn placements. So me like ushering in my control is like, a, <laughs> it's a good practice for me too. I, I have several Capricorn people in my life. and Okay, okay you, <laughs> you get it. I understand what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I'm not an astrologer, but I have a, enough of an understanding to, to get exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You mentioned a couple of times that you had uh, messages that would come through. Mm -hmm. So, so sometimes I'm I'm hearing that you do that, but mm -hmm. outside of getting those messages, how are you? How do you uh, continue your own growth journey, like your own learning? I think um, first, it's just coming through right now that it's important to recognize that we go through phases. Sometimes I'm in the hermit phase where I'm just consuming, reading um, new ways to heal or to practice and self-help books. And I'm meditating for two hours a day, which is a lot for me. Um, I'm just in that hermit. And other times I am out there learning through reflecting on relationships and, and bouncing energy with people. So I think it's important to recognize that the way that we learn, the way that I learn is, is cyclical. And so right now I've just re-entered the cycle of, of hermit mode of um, really going within. So I'll do things like just spend 10 minutes, like trying to feel into my energy. What does my energy feel like? And maintaining that observer perspective of not judging, not asserting and just being like, what do I feel like today? And then mm -hmm. I'll go on my walks with my dog and I'll say, what do the trees feel like today? Just really trying to access and play with the plasma, as the scientists would call it, or the ether, as mm -hmm. the spiritual spiritualists would call it, around me. Because when we realize that there's the unseen is is so vast for us, um, it really just opens things up. And so my growth right now is is re-tapping into that. Um, I used to be an overdoer, you know. Um, I would, if I was going out for a walk, I had to have my Apple Watch on and make sure that I was getting this many calories for this many minutes, and I just was in super control mode. And it led me to illness. And so now I'm really mindful that like doing is different than being and being gives so much more juice, so much more juice. Yeah. So that's my practice right now. I, I appreciate that uh, as somebody who likes to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it is a good reminder to you can do all you want to do, but mm -hmm. if you're not being the kind of person that you want to mm -hmm. be, you're, it's, it's, it feels empty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there is right. There is a time for for doing. 
And so much of what I talk about on my um, social media channels is because people ask a lot, well, how, if I didn't do anything, I wouldn't get anything. And it's like, okay, yeah, that could possibly be true. But the difference is filtering in information through a clean and clear energetic body and being like, oh, I was told to go to the grocery store today, or, oh, I was told to compliment that person today, or I was told to log on to my computer and check new jobs today. So the doing is divinely led when you are clear and peaceful enough. And then you're just, that's where synchronicities start. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good, another good reminder. Uh, what would you say, what would you say other energy practitioners uh, should do more of? Oof. So um, I felt that in my heart because the word should is like, is so, mm. um, it's a little much for me, um, but it's in our vernacular, right? Um, so I would never try to never tell another energy practitioner what or how to be. Um, for myself, what I've learned is that um, I want to get away from using the word, like we talked about, low vibration as a negative. Um, and also, I think uh, we would all benefit from understanding how uh, low vibrational emotions, <laughs> things we've coined as negative, like um, shame, hate, um, pain, grief, jealousy, we have to hold space for them. Uh, mm -hmm. I was seeing a client the other day and she was so mad at herself for not being more friendly to a group of people she didn't know. And, you know, it was kind of exploring, well, why, why do you need to be? Because I need to be nice. Okay. Well, why was that not nice? And so really diving in, she just discovered that, um, she wasn't holding space for this younger wounded part of her that like needed to perform for others. So when we hold space for those things, they dissolve like that. And that is what you find in biofield tuning. You liberate the emotion and you'll have this rise of fear or like anger and it will fall because you've held space for it. Emotions are meant to be waves, just like frequencies. But when we hold back or make a dam, that's when they create disturbances um, and diseases. Mm. Yeah. And you're, you have a really good point about the, that word. <laughs> right. Right. Rephrase that question next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sorry. It's just my own thing of, it's, um, it's I don't like being told what to do, so I don't ever want to tell someone what to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and <laughs> as I will often say, don't need to, sh don't need to shoot on yourself. Very true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of, of pressure. Um, I feel like it's shame inducing when we sh I should have done this. Yeah. Okay. Well you didn't and it's okay. <laughs> what would you say is the most misunderstood about the work that you do? Gosh, <sighs> that it's woo. Mm. Um, I think that coming from a scientific background, um, I, um, feel the need or am getting over feeling the need to prove to people the scientific evidence for this work. And I just realized that like I was a, the more I tried to prove to people, like 
read this study. This is what's happening. This is the science. The more I, the, the world reflected that energy back to me of needing to prove uh -huh. it. So I just kind of am trying to relax into it now. I'll attract the people who, you know, are ready and willing to listen. Um, but I, I just, I really encourage people that think that they know about the current scientific studies in our field. You know, the many of us, the last time we took any psychology courses were years ago in um, our psych books. And those, you know, it takes 10 years for peer-reviewed studies to even enter into textbooks. So the time you got the knowledge, it was maybe at least 20, 20 years old now. And we're, we're elevating, we're cycling and learning that plasma, which is 99.9% .9 of our world, mostly unseen, you know, like when you take pictures in space and you see all the colors and the, that's what it is, it's plasma. And so these things like even psychic abilities, um, they're being studied in the CIA. Like they're, yeah. we understand now that um, they're working through ether. They're working through plasma and these are available to anyone. I don't care what you think or, or who you are. You have the ability to cultivate these things for yourself. Yeah, that's pretty empowering. Hmm, I hope so. People are powerful, you know? More powerful than we can imagine most of the time. Yeah, agreed. So based on what, you, what you're talking about here, whether this is using energy or, uh, or psychic abilities, mm -hmm. give us some practical way that uh, someone might be able to use, uh, use one of these ideas. Yeah, so uh, one of my favorite ones, um, I have a lot of free resources on my YouTube or someone can just go on to... Um, like Spotify and start listening to a sound healing, for example. And um, it's called, it's practicing deep sensing, right? It's getting into your body and saying, where do I feel this vibration? Okay. Is there an emotion that's coming up for me? Is there a memory that's trying to pop through? So really tuning into this subconscious tool, this beautiful sub tool of ours and being like, what is going on? And I really tell my clients that you are practicing deepening your your gifts just by asking yourself these questions. And <laughs> some other tools that um, those are like practical kind of healing tools, getting you into your body and um, learning about those messages. You can really start to uncover where problems spark spots originate from or um, why your digestion has never been on point. If you tune in enough, you can listen and start to trust those messages. But the other thing is really just um, I like to form an energy bond to uh, people and then I will send them energy because it's not necessarily appropriate or ethical to work on people's energy without their consent, sure. but to send 
to send energy. It's, it's like those meta meditations, um, loving kindness. Mm -hmm. And they've done studies where, where people just sending love, sending health and wealth to other people has dramatically increased their resilience and their um, mental health, decreased depression and anxiety. So not only are you benefiting others by literally sending them a vibration through the ether, um, you are elevating yourself as well. That's pretty fascinating. That so that that makes me think of like gratitude practice, right? Of yes, of just uh, being grateful for everything, everything in your life, wh whatever that is. And right. so this is even a little bit more than that because now you're just sharing love with. I, I've done a little bit of those types of practices, and if I remember right, you kind of start with the the higher level, the. I'm not remembering exactly how you do this. <laughs> I remember doing this in different like stages where okay. uh, you started oh. with kind of more vague and you got more granular as you kind of went through the different ideas until I believe you finally sent the love to yourself. That's the one that yeah. I, I recall anyway. Yeah. So I've, I did one a long time ago to get over a resentment I was holding like a very powerful <laughs> resentment yeah. and it was, um, you know, sending it to yourself and then sending it to someone that you love and then sending it to someone you're friends with, sending it to an acquaintance and then sending it to this person that you held the resentment against. And, um, you know, in religious terms, they say, pray for the other person in spiritual terms. We say, send them, you know, send them a vibration. And, um, it's, it's all working on the same aspects, just using different semantics. Yeah, it's it's all the same thing. Uh, it really are there, is. <laughs> are there any risks that people need to keep in mind when they're doing something like this? Risks? No. Um, I'm, as I mentioned before, I'm big on uh, energetic ethics. Um, I think that um, the same standards that we hold psychologists and counselors and psychiatrists do, we need to hold um, our energy practices to. So trying to modulate other people's <laughs> energy without them consenting is, is like a, it's a no go for me um, uh, because then it affects your free will, etc. But what I would say to people who are listening to this is um you're probably highly sensitive. And the best thing for us to do is to understand that as an electric magnetic being, you know, our aura or our biofield, um, which can be measured and is you know, six feet circumference and has a double plasma membrane, all these things that we know about it. Um, you can begin little things like strengthening your inner channel and your outer boundary and dispelling negative ions, um, into the earth's frequency. Um, they've done studies where uh, they've put people into what are called mu rooms and mu rooms where it removes all electromagnetic frequencies from the earth, her heartbeat. Uh -huh. And people it, in the study, it says, quote, go to pieces. <laughs> now what that means is they like had emotional breakdowns because we're so intimately connected to the earth's vibration that she allows us to, you know, it's, it's, um, 
mutually beneficial. Like we breathe, she gives us oxygen, we give her carbon dioxide. And we are just by connecting to her frequency, we're able to release old emotions or, you know, dispel negative feelings. And, you know, that's why earthing and grounding and all this stuff is so important. But really tuning into your own energy and making sure that you are maintaining a healthy inner and outer world is just create a practice for yourself. Mm -hmm. How do you envision uh, the future of uh, altered states for personal growth, whether that's, you know, energy work or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I feel like, first of all, I think that the future of medicine is frequency, is Mm -hmm. altered state, is, you know, because altered states are different brain frequencies, are different energy energy frequencies. And um, then the other thing is that we live in a consciousness-based reality, right? So the more that we are able to understand, master, and manipulate our own consciousness, the more we can play with the energy of the world around us, the more we can dictate what we want and how we want it. And something I talked about, I think a a few days ago on my TikTok was one of my favorite energy practices right now is to send my consciousness ahead of me. Um, whether that be like, okay, parking spot, I'm coming for you. And the same, I get the same parking spot every time. Or, you know, before this um, podcast, I'm like, okay, podcast, like we're going to have a really fun time and I'm not going to make a fool of myself. And the podcast is like, yes, good job. <laughs> like you just send your consciousness ahead of you and you wait for it to the thing that you're sending it to, to respond in a positive way. And you go there and you practice that enough and it starts to respond. And the example I used the other day was, you know, I had a a really anxious dog and I started sending my consciousness ahead of time. Like, okay, Sullivan, we need you to remain calm and I'll be home soon. And he eventually, you know, stopped barking and being crazy when I left. And so it's these little things of learning how to play with your consciousness that make it so fun and just life more full, more zesty. Yeah, that's I I really like that idea that you just gave of sending your consciousness to a, a future state. Really, your your future pacing yourself to use a gnosis term, right? Yeah. Um, but it's the same thing. It's putting yourself in a place where you're almost mentally rehearsing the success mm-hmm. of that experience, so mm-hmm. that when you get there, now now it's a no brainer. Yeah. And this is a beautiful example of how two, you know, little different modalities are are talking about the same thing, just in in different words. And it's, I feel like capital T truths, like are all around us, if we can just listen and and relate to them. Yeah, for sure. I I love it. Um, So how can people if they want to learn more about you? What's the best way for them to do that? So I have a website, uh, spiritcollectiveusa.com. People can schedule free consultations with me. Um, I also just have my uh, energy sessions available. Uh, I have a lot of free sessions on my YouTube, Mm -hmm. which is Spirit Collective USA as well. 
um, so that people can kind of get a feel for what energy feels like for them and um, tune into their body and their awareness and start to elevate themselves from home. Um, and then, yeah, my social medias, I'm, I'm on there a lot. That's how I connect with uh, clients as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm a little all over the place. So I would love to build a community, anyone who wants to reach out and just chat. Um, actually, one of my clients, which is how I met you, yeah. um, she became one of my best friends and I ended up following her to Vegas and meeting you at HypnoThoughts. So. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, how I'll, I will make sure to uh, put all those social media con contacts on the in the show notes, mm -hmm. as well as your website, as well as your YouTube. So I'll put all that stuff out there. Um, Thank you. What's the one thing that you want uh, the audience to leave here with today? Oh. Uh. I feel like I could be moved to tears right now. I think that um, it's just that you are powerful. <laughs> you and the word power is not something to be feared. It is your innateness. Um, with power is love. With power is joy. Um, you have all of this potential within you. And my goal and, you know, I know your goal as a hypnotherapist is just to help you clear out the crap so that you can be this elevated, beautiful, loving, amazing, passionate, vibrant person. Uh, the message is just that you deserve it all. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mary Lisa, for, for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because that's the best way to expand this message and increase the range of superstates. And it would really mean a lot to me. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast through your favorite platform or on YouTube so you can stay up to date with superstates. Also, let me know what topics or guests you'd like me to cover in future episodes. You can get in touch in the comments, or you can find me on most of the social media platforms out there at Joshua R.E.Y. Peters. I promise I will answer all of your questions. I'll see you all next week. And remember, you carry the seeds of change inside of you. Stay curious, keep growing, and embrace your transformation.